Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome, everybody, to the WP Tonic Roundtable. Today, we're going to have lots of fun conversations, and I am trying to jump in as the host because our own Jonathan Denwood is out. He had his wisdom teeth taken out yesterday, so he's got a day off, and we're wishing him quick recovery because he is so much better at doing this piece than I am. Let's go around and let our panel introduce themselves. Uh, I've got the Brady Bunch look here, so I'm going to go start below me, and Mendel, introduce yourself. Ah! Oh, awesome. Uh, oh, by the way, um, your name on your screen is Jonathan. Jonathan Denwood, which is amazing. <laughs> made me laugh. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm Mendel. Um, oh, what should I tell you? Um, hey, I'm moving, so look at these empty shelves. Uh, there's wine on them. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Mendel. I, uh, I work at GoDaddy um, doing community stuff and other things with uh, GoDaddy Pro, and, um, and I'm just uh, I'm hanging out. I'm excited. I'm stoked. Let's do this. Let's take over Jonathan's show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will do that. Morton, would you introduce yourself? Yes. I'm Morton. I'm a senior staff instructor at uh, LinkedIn Learning and Lynda.com, and I have opinions about the WordPress. I'm also joining the uh, uh, wearing a cap thing that apparently is happening in this podcast today. <laughs> I know. I feel left out. I, I I don't even have one nearby. So because just you're in you a podcast full of dudes and generally <laughs> go comb my hair what the hell i'm not doing that Put a cap why, on. why do you think mine is pulled back <laughs> i don't have a cap but it's pulled back okay thank you and john Locke, the former co-host who did a much better job at this than i am these days please introduce yourself no you're doing great kim v3 is is doing well uh, and as you stated, I'm John Locke, and my business is Lockdown Design, supplying SEO and web design for established businesses. And yourself, Kim, interact <clears throat> yourself. I'm Kim Schivler. I am a technology and communications instructor and the co-host right now of WP Tonic. So let's get started. As always, we start with some stories before we get to our main topic. And since Morton wrote one of our stories, why don't we go ahead and start with that? Um, Morton has, we have talked, for anybody who hasn't been listening, we've talked a lot about Gutenberg lately. And Morton has written a great story laying out, I think what we really need in order to understand what, what that is. So would you, we're going to start with you, Morton, since it was your story, or is your story. Yeah, so I, I went to WordCamp Seattle last weekend um, and did a talk on Gutenberg and what it means for the future of WordPress. Uh, it's, a, it's a talk based on an article I wrote in June, uh, which looked at not just what Gutenberg is right now, but what the 
wider scope of Gutenberg has always been. And in the article, I was talking about how the original concept of Gutenberg came out in 2013 and has been percolating through this entire time until now. And there's a problem in how it's being communicated that people see it as an editor update, but in reality, it's a complete reworking of how WordPress works from the ground up. Um, so at WordCamp, WordCamp um, Seattle, I did this huge talk where I basically outlined what is happening right now, what the larger goal is, what that means for uh, developers, what it means for WordPress and all that stuff. And after the talk, when I left the room, about 40 people followed me, and then we had a two-hour conversation. Uh, and what became abundantly clear is something I've had a theory about in watching conversations online for a long time, but it, it became very clear when you're in a room full of people that no one understands what Gutenberg is or what it's supposed to be. And that includes all the people that have been trying to follow the conversation. And the only reason why I know what is going on is because I got so confused, I started peppering the lead developers uh, with questions saying, hey, I get the feeling that this is more than just the editor, but it's not clear. And then eventually you kind of surface these, oh, no, actually it's a lot more than that. And there are hints to it everywhere. So if you read Matt's post, it was called, we called it Gutenberg for a reason. Or if you read Matthias' post, that's called Gutenberg and the Ship of Thesis. Or if you read the original article about Gutenberg, if you piece these things together, it's like this complex patchwork that tells you there's much more going on here. So <laughs> in response to what I observed, I wrote a ticket to Gutenberg that basically said, the reason why there's such chaos right now is because there is no single place you can go to and get a full breakdown of what Gutenberg is, just not just right now, but what the, the overall goal is, how this is going to be built out, the timelines, everything like that. There is no such thing. This project is very much just floating, where people said, we're going to start with the editor, and then other things will happen later. right? And that's what causes all these confusions about, uh, like right now, the, there's a huge battle going on about meta boxes, where half of the people in the conversation are saying, just leave the editor space the way it is, and just put Gutenberg inside the content editor, which is, an, which is the opposite of what needs to be done. right? So, but everyone is proposing that because they're not seeing that, that the editor is not where Gutenberg is going to live. And the reason why they're not seeing it is because that's not being communicated. And then, you know, I wrote the, t the ticket, it got included in OWP Tavern post, and a lot of people started talking about it. Then Matt stepped in on Twitter and started telling people, essentially, you know, people, you're stupid. Because I was talking about this in 2013, and if you don't see that, then whatever. And that's part of the problem, that this is not being communicated properly. And rather than saying, oh, OK, we need to spend some time explaining this properly, people are getting defensive and saying, well, you know, if you're not understanding it, you're just not paying attention, which, honest to God, is not true. Because the, this is very poorly communicated, if at all. And there is no place you can go and say, this is the breakdown. This is what is going to happen. And I'm not talking about a month by one timeline here. I'm talking about 
a single place where it says, we are currently working on the editor. Next, we are going to work on the customizer. Then we are going to do blah, 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 blah. And eventually, this is what we're going to end up with. That does not exist. So that's what the ticket is about. And that's what I think needs to happen for this project to have any chance of success. Because otherwise, we're just going to be mired in this endless pool of assumptions about everything. And it's just going to be infighting until the end of time. And have you received a response to the ticket? No. Lots no. of people agree, but the people who, are, who would have to put this together have so far not said anything. It doesn't mean they don't agree. It just means that they're working on other things. Okay. Excellent. And we were just joined by Adam. Adam, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. Uh, it's been a while. Um, I'm glad I was able to join in. My name's Adam, WPCrafter.com. Glad to join in today. Where's the cat? You know what? I better go tell my son to go get Actually, I'm going to go get it. Okay, go get the cat. <laughs> Anybody who is watching understands that Adam looks an awful lot like Dr. Evil or a James Bond villain. So to celebrate, we got him the villain's cat. He'll be back with that in a minute. Uh, other thoughts on the article that, that um, Morton wrote or anything else that came to mind as you read that, uh, John or Mendel? I've got, I've got a question. From, I'm going to make things saucy today. Okay, be saucy. You ready? I got a question straight from Morton. We're, we're going we're gonna to get in, into the layer of doom because Jonathan's not here. Um, <laughs> Uh, John, don't tell him, by the way, because uh, I know you guys are, yeah. Um, we know he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so what, what's, the, like, what's the real issue, right? Um, so you've, you've, you've looked through, um, I'm sure, every comment on every ticket. Uh, that's an awesome Dr. Evil cat, by the way, Adam. Uh, we need to shave that cat, but um, anyway... Uh, <laughs> So like you've, you've looked at all the comments, you've talked to people, you've given talks, you've talked to core uh, developers, you've talked to um, users, you're, you know, maybe, maybe you're, um, we could go as far as to say, just for, just for the sake of argument, like you, you have talked more um, with people and read more about this than anybody else. Uh, maybe that's not true, but we're just going to say that. So but but you know a lot and so i guess my question is like what is what, like what is what is the real issue like what's really going on because um this is this has been a topic of a conversation for a long time within the community right almost almost as um as soon as it uh became a project uh oh i love it jonathan is on his like deathbed over there uh, uh jonathan yes welcome uh, that's amazing. What, but so you like, said he's like, I'm going to say something controversial, and John's like, screw this. Yeah, yeah he's like in. Like, 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 what's what's the deal, man? Like, like, what do you think is really happening? What do you like? Do you think? Do you think the community is like, screw this? We're like, we don't like Matt. Are we going to say? Or are they? Like, hey, we don't we don't like the leadership of this. We think that core the core contribution team is is too exclusive. Um, that Gutenberg blows, and we don't. 
want we don't want to go that direction as a project uh, that we're gonna lose business like like are people just freaking hurt because they like they want to be doing um, that making the calls uh, like like what is it uh, lack of communication is what it is uh, okay. the so Gutenberg is the concept of Gutenberg is really interesting. It basically says, rather than us treating WordPress as this thing that has a header and probably some sort of nav and then a sidebar and then a content blob and then a footer and then maybe another sidebar somewhere, everything inside the view is a block and you can mess around with it in anything you want, which is very interesting and would allow us to do all sorts of new and amazing things. That's what Gutenberg is. It has nothing to do with the editor. It has to do with the entire view, and editor is just a small part of the entire view. That has not been communicated. So what ends up happening is people are saying, hey, we don't need to update the editor to have blocks inside the editor because the editor works fine. And I've built my entire business around this concept of taking the editor and extending it with meta boxes and doing all this other stuff. So when you start messing with the editor, you're messing with my business model. And the answer to that question should be, look, we want to take what you are doing, which is taking the editor and then adding a bunch of stuff to it and add stuff to that, right? Extend it even further and, and make that part of WordPress core so you don't have to make all this crazy stuff just to get it to work properly, which is the intent. That has not been communicated in any way. So what ends up happening is you have Matt's idea, which stems from back probably in 2012 or something like that that was then uh, made into reality by Mel and um, Joan, who drew the de designs in 2013, and that now there's a whole team working on it. And because it's not being communicated well to the community, the community feels like there is a group of people who are making decisions about how WordPress should work without listening to the community in the process. And you can see that in the um, iframes discussion especially, that people are saying, we've been, saying that iframe or we've been saying that metabox and iframes is an issue since day one yet you have not talked about it and it's true there has not been any talk about it because it's kept it kept get, keeps getting pushed down and focus has been put on other things right so <clears throat> from if you came into it from the outside and you didn't know the history and you didn't dig into all these things and talk to the right people you'd get the impression that there's some sort of fracture happening in the community between a leadership team that's completely disconnected from the rest of the community and a community unable to stop progress from happening on the project, right? What is yeah. really happening is there is a group of people who sit in leadership positions and have basically access to the button that say pub says publish who are trying to uh, evolve the platform, but they're not communicating what they're trying to do effectively. And rather than stop and spend some time doing that, they're pushing back and saying, look, we know what we're doing. You just have to trust us. And there's historically reason to trust the WordPress core developers in doing the right thing, because there has not been a case where they did something horrendously bad before. However, the way this is being pushed forward causes people to feel like this is not something we can trust because it looks like it's going to destroy everything. I don't think it is, but the way that it's being communicated, the way it's being pushed forward, the, the resistance to taking criticism or the, the resistance to taking critique and the resistance to slowing down 
is causing people to be really frustrated. Um, so it's a communication problem more than anything. And it's a problem of um, implicit hierarchical leadership structures that no one, no one wants to talk about. Like there's a clear leadership system in place here, but because no one wants there to be leadership in WordPress, everyone's pretending like there isn't. And that causes this, who, the, who is making these decisions and why are they being made, right? Okay, I want to ask you one other question, and then and then I'm gonna back I'm gonna back off so that other people can talk because I've been dominating this. But my my second question is is super simple, and that is what like what do you want people to do? And I'm not talking like hey you need to make it clear because Matt's not gonna stop being the um, the the voice of this project, right? Like that's not gonna happen. Um, and so what like specifically? Right? Do you, do you want do you want like a landing page that has um like the roadmap on it? Is that like is that what you want? Do you want a Google Doc? Do you want to um uh like like what specifically do you want? Forget forget like um so, you know this like you know kind of amorphous like oh yeah we want you to communicate more because he'll yeah. be like okay I'm communicating I just left a comment on on your blog right so do you remember uh, when they were making the WordPress uh, REST API. Yeah. There was a site, I think it was called wp-api.net.org.god knows what it was. And it was this yeah. massive wiki that basically broke down the entire project as it was going. That's what we need. We need an act, one canonical resource that explains what this project is, what the current status of the project is, where it will eventually go, and then over time adds documentation on like what happens to blocks. How do you build blocks? What happens to meta boxes? How do you build meta boxes? What happens to widgets? How do you build widgets? Like, as the things are built out, they need to be documented. All this information currently exists in various pull requests and issues and comments and blog posts, but it's spread all over the place. And there is no single location for any of this. The reason why it doesn't exist, I think, is simply because the people who are working on it are frantically working to get it to work at all, and they don't have time to do the documentation. That is a problem because once, like, if we continue on the path we are now, you'll have this at the end of the project when it's ready, there will be this huge legacy debt of there is no proper documentation. So that all has to be written after the fact. And chances are it will not be properly written because it will be rolled out before it's ready, right? And that leaves everyone in the lurch because then they can't do anything. So ideally, what should happen now and what needs to happen now is us. Development basically has to slow to a crawl so that this canonical documentation can be produced to explain the project, even for the core contributors, because there are core contributors within the Gutenberg project who disagree on the final goal of the project and what decisions are being made. And you can see it very clearly anytime something like this comes up that you have Gutenberg contributors saying one thing and then someone else saying, no, 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 we're not doing that. And then they're going like, what, 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 we never had that conversation. And then it turns out like someone just made a decision at some point and didn't communicate it, right? Mm. So th that needs to happen for this project to have success. Now, the horrible part about this is, and you know, not to be the guy that keeps saying, I've been saying this the whole time, but I've literally been saying this the whole time. Gutenberg, the way that, like the scope of Gutenberg is too big to be rolled out in pieces the way they're doing it. The only way that this will actually work and lead to the result we want is for Gutenberg to be uh, like WordPress version two. 
that needs to be developed on the site of WordPress. We have like the current version of WordPress will continue its security updates and whatever. And then we have this new version of WordPress built out that changes the database structure, changes everything. Because that's the only way Gutenberg's concept will ca can meet its own fulfillment. Right now, the way that it's done by basically extending the contents table into having blocks, it's going to become a blocker later on for uh, the future development of the platform. So this should have been like currently that all the debate that's going on should be the huge warning bell going ding, 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 saying, okay, we got to a point where this clearly is not working. The community doesn't understand it, which means we can't roll it out yet anyway. This would be the time to roll back and say, look, what if we approach this differently? What if we start from the outside and say, what if we make everything outside of the content editor a block? What does that look like? And then once that works, say, okay, how do we extend that into the content editor and break apart the content in the content editor so everything is a true natural block that lives independently of other elements? That would rewire WordPress at the core. And that would actually bring us where Matt always wanted to go. This, by starting at the editor level, they've boxed themselves into the content field, and that will become a huge hindrance. So, you know, in the realistic sense, what needs to happen is a wiki that explains everything, and until that's written, no development should happen. In the how to do this right sense, the whole thing has to stop right now. And they have to re restart from the outside and walk their way in. And then eventually they might get where they are right now, but the process they've chosen to undertake here is causing problems and will continue causing problems and will never end up where they want to go simply because they're tied by old data structures within WordPress. Thank you, Morton. And you, you, I want to say you really laid it out very well in that ticket. And I was, that's why I'd asked, I was hoping someone would have come back to you because I, the same, like you said, if you follow the gets, I've been trying to follow some of the, the tickets and the, and the, the different issues. And like you said, different developers are completely contradicting themselves because I don't think that there's an understanding and, um, I know for myself, as a former technical writer, I'm always wanting more documentation. But I think that you really laid that out well, and I'm hoping that um, you will get a response that will be one that says, yeah, we do need to document this. Because you can't build, you just can't build successful software without a good project plan. Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry, I actually have to bail because I have another <laughs> We know, you always do. That's Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Morton. Thanks, Thanks for Morton. Good luck for the rest of the show. Thank you. All right. If anybody else has anything on that article and wants to jump in, otherwise I'm going to move on. Uh, we're coming up on our break. I do want to do one of the other articles quick because I just thought it was interesting. And also I need to say that I have forgotten. This episode is brought to us by Intelligence WP which is a great plugin that actually makes sense out of what's going on on your website as far as making sense of the analytics. We talked about it quite a bit on Wednesday when Adam was on. We had a great conversation on content, building quality content. And when you've got Intelligence WP, you can actually see what content is performing for you so that you can build more of that and ignore and less of what isn't working. So I wanted to get that out there. The other quick uh, 
story I just wanted to jump on was the one on uh, Weglot making the big jump to from what 25,000 euros to 40,000 euros and aiming for 70,000 euros re recurring in, in revenue, excuse me, by the end of the year. And the reason I thought it was so interesting is we've heard a lot of people lately throwing around that you can't build them anymore, right? Right. That the ecosystem has changed for building a business in WordPress with a plugin, et cetera. And that's been something we've we've handled before. That's why I think Jonathan picked that story. Is it's nice to see a success story. What were your thoughts on it? I'm actually very I mean it should be I'm actually very impressed with these guys because it's one of those things that I'll be honest, they've actually reached out to me maybe like six months ago when they were having maybe 12,000 a month in reoccurring revenue. And I thought their whole concept was crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, turning something like uh, something as small as translation, translating a site into a software as a service. I thought it was nuts. But obviously, the numbers don't necessarily lie. And it just goes to show that there's opportunity everywhere in every little corner of WordPress or just in anything. There's opportunity there for the people that have the vision to see it and go after it and can actually take action uh, to implement something that people will end up loving. And I didn't end up uh, pursuing anything with them. They were basically wanted me to make some content on what they were doing. Uh, but I, I literally just thought, you know, we got WPML. It's like 60 bucks or something or a hundred bucks for unlimited sites. Why is someone going to want to pay a monthly fee for translations? But apparently I'm wrong. And a lot of people want to do that. Thank you. Guys. No, I just, I, like I said, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity because it, one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, WordPress is something that's used internationally and that's, you know, a large focus of its growth as well. So something like Ugot is, is a great thing because um, we don't care. A lot of these businesses don't care where the money comes from. They'll take money as, as long as it's, you know, cashable. So, you know, a translation service or, or anything uh, that has that long reach uh, is is a great idea. So, and and I think it's great to, to see them having that success. Any thoughts, Kendall? Yeah, um, I I love it. Uh, from from my perspective, I've seen um, GoDaddy uh, build out um, I don't know, like an insane amount of language sites, right? And and I've seen how difficult that that is i mean we have an entire team that that's all they do right and most most businesses don't have that um as i started to look at my camp press site um realizing that there are people from all over the world that we're, <laughs> we're looking at or they're signing up um like all of a sudden where i never thought i would ever need a translation um uh plug-in or service for a website now all of a sudden I'm like, how do I how do I retain a team um, to to take care of this for me? That's not Google Translate, and it's and it's going to be awesome. Um, there was a there was a um, funny enough uh, one of our uh, trip providers in 
Iceland was like, Hey, uh, if, if people want to, you know, we're going to promote this in Iceland. If people want to sign up, um, you know, they, they need to, they might want to register with Icelandic Krona. Right. And I'm like, well, if they want to register with Icelandic Krona, then like maybe they feel more comfortable reading about the event in, in their native language too. Right. And, and so these things all of a sudden start to matter and they can lead to, um, you know, increased conversions and things like that. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I love it. Um, and I, I think, I think the more the better, but I don't think you know you need it until you need it. So. But that's uh, more a conversation on translations in general. What I think is uh, uh, interesting here is there have been translation solutions. There's uh, a Polygot. There's WPML. This is taking translation and making it a service. <laughs> you know, they don't. They're not making the translations for you. It's just the function of being able to have a translation that you put in. Um, where there's already solutions, plugins that do the exact same thing. That's why I think it's pretty eye-opening that um, people would prefer a SaaS-based solution versus just a plugin that plugins that have been around for a long time. Have you used their service specifically, Mendel, or are you more referencing just the process of my website needs translations? And I do agree with that. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is um, there's, there's, I think there's enough space for creative solutions and multiple mm -hmm. creative solutions. Um, uh, and I think as, as people um, become more global with their businesses, they'll realize that these, these are important tools, especially, you know, we're, we're on the brink of some interesting things. Google just released uh, their, their new um, headset that, uh, supposedly real-time translates conversations uh, using Google Assistant um, on the Google Pixel. Uh, and, you know, when we talk about things like that, well, now you need a website um, and you can actually uh, give uh, verbal customer service in a completely different language, real-time, um, and you don't even have to know a different language. Uh, that, that makes translation um, uh, plugins, you know, more important or the need to translate your site more important. So I, yeah, I, I think, I think this is a growing industry that's, that's going to keep growing and, and, uh, service or plugin, uh, doesn't matter. I think they're two different business models that, that probably both make sense. So. Excellent. Thanks guys. I, um, I think we've all established them that there's still opportunity out there, regardless of what some people are writing about in the community. There's still opportunity if you've got the right thing and the right audience. Absolutely. We're going to go for our break, folks. When we come back, we're going to our main story, which is Genesis Framework have a future in a world of theme and page builders. Let's take a break. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. 
And we're back, folks, with the WP Tonic Roundtable discussion. We're going to start talking about the Genesis framework and the future of it, along with page builders. And just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Intelligence WP, a plugin that you can configure and actually make real-world sense out of the analytics coming out of your website. Let's get started. So, guys, tell me your thoughts on Genesis. What are your thoughts on Genesis? I don't use it that much. I'm the bad person here. I, I'm just kind of leading the discussion. <laughs> so, you're, so you're asking, does Genesis have a place uh, in a world of, of builders? Does it, that was the question Jonathan came up with. Is there, is there a, a moving forward with all the things we've been talking about with different page builders and now I'm guessing some of the Gutenberg stuff. Um, I think Sally who unfortunately is missing us today because she's a big developer uh, f using Genesis, but she is out with a um, migraine. But I think she said that for her, she thinks that it, it, she doesn't see any issue or any changes because it's not as though Genesis has anything that interferes with Gutenberg or page builders and that a lot of people use Beaver Builder alongside Genesis. So those were, were her thoughts. But like I said, oh. I'm not, I don't use oh. it enough to have a good comment. Well, I'll jump in here because I got opinions and my opinions um, may be right, may be wrong in this uh, situation. But I think, um, I think themes as a whole, I think Genesis will not have any real user base growth at all and if anything it's going to go the opposite direction i think the day of the theme is shrinking the reliance upon a theme the need um the problem i always had with genesis is for a developer they like it but for everybody else which is becoming you know as wordpress expands there's more users do iy type folks it makes no sense because there's no there's there's like no customizer options. If uh, you're a user, and even a developer, I mean, just because you can hand code it doesn't mean that that's your preferred way of doing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's so hard to put all the options into the customizer like every other theme has been doing for the last year, year and a half. I, I don't get it. There's this like, I've always felt that there's this huge resistance to just give users what you know, what they would find useful. Instead, there's, there's no customizer options. If you use one of their child themes, you have to start writing CSS and writing functions to modify it. And there's just no place for that in a world where everything's going drag and drop. Everything's going drag and drop. Themes, all your options are now on the customizer. And as a matter of fact, there's a theme I talk about all the time. It's called Astra. And I started talking about it right when it hit the repo, and they are killing it. They are killing it. They've got all the options right there in the uh, customizer. And you might say, well, it's going to make it a slower theme. It's faster than Genesis. If you put Astra next to Genesis, Astra will kill it every time. It'll have less requests and more user-friendly options, and it's free. So I just don't really see where Genesis is going to go. And um, 
I've got opinions on it. Obviously, I'm not looking at their sales numbers to see, you know, is that going up? Is that going down? Is that, you know, flatlined? I don't, I don't see that. So I don't know in that regard. But I do know that WordPress is expanding and I, I don't see them expanding with it. Which maybe just comes down to a preference between the harder core developers and the do-it-yourselfers. And my audience is, your, is similar to yours. Yours is much bigger than mine, Adam, but it's, it's more of the do-it-yourself people. So they are not, you know, they look at Genesis and the, the few times I've worked with Genesis, it was because a, one of my end users bought it and then I had to go in and decipher it for them because yeah. they were the do-it-yourselfers. I think you just, I think you just hit on it there though. Um, Gen Genesis isn't going to go away, but I think it's important to, to distinguish a couple things. One, Genesis is a framework. It always has been. Um, and, uh, and they then use the own, uh, the, the framework that they created to build uh, themes on top of it. Um, and I think that, uh, there, there are some nuances here because builders might decide to create um, uh, theme templates. Uh, Beaver Build is already starting to do that, um, but they might create theme templates, in which case um, you might purchase a template for a theme builder. Um, but until that happens, um, and until... Uh, Builders start building out, um, you know, uh, themes that are drag and drop ready, to, or not drag and drop, that are that are packaged up and ready to go for a small business owner or an entrepreneur to to grab it and 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 supply it to their site and go. Um, there's still going to be a market for for Genesis. Now, I th I think two things will probably happen. One, uh, the Genesis framework will um, the the They'll probably focus more on that. At least, I think I think it might be important too. Um, what's special about the framework? Uh, is it quicker? Is it is it um, is it easy to use with other builders? Which, by the way, is it's recommended for Beaver Builder. It's one of the recommended uh, theme frameworks. But the the second is, do they amp up their sales site for their pre-configured themes? Um, and and I think that one is probably going to be key. Remember, we're all special people we're you know we're we're at a 10 of understanding of of the web and how it works and and how to build something you know if i asked you to prototype a site you could probably do it in five minutes right um or 20 minutes you know you know exactly where to go what to do what to use um and and you're accustomed to it uh people that go to get a theme uh a lot of them are not uh somebody that knows how to build something right and so yeah, great. They're, they're, I, I use Beaver Builder. Um, I actually, incidentally, use Genesis uh, for, for the base theme for, for Beaver, Build, Beaver Builder. But, um, but the reality is it, uh, uh, there, there are going to be a lot of small businesses, a lot of people that just want to make a quick sales site that don't care how it looks necessarily. They just need a few components. They need to build something out really quickly. Um, so I, I, think, I, I don't think their business in the short term is it is at risk uh, I think in the long term in order to succeed and adapt at some point they're going to need to um, work more with builders 
and at some point uh, probably need to amp up uh, how they how they market their their themes. But um, but yeah, the 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 WordPress ecosystem is changing quickly. Um, but how how people get started or people's knowledge level when it comes to building websites that's that's a slow moving uh, ship right like like teaching people no this is how you get a website um, their bigger threat to to Genesis um, their business is is probably Squarespace or Wix so thank you and thanks for clarifying too Mendel that you the Genesis framework is separate than the child themes that are built on top of it. Yeah. And the, the child themes are not all created equal. I've worked with some that were actually good themes and I've worked with a few that really were not, you know, they weren't responsive. They had their other issues. So it, it's not, it's not one and all. And thank you for clarifying that. Uh, John, your thoughts. <coughs> well, uh, I've done a little bit of Genesis. I haven't done it extensively like Sally or, you know, Jackie or some of the other members. But, um, and it was already established when I, I came into WordPress. Um, I'm in the midst of, of doing a Genesis project right now with, with Jonathan. We're rewriting the uh, site. But um, I don't think that the Genesis ecosystem is going to go anywhere for a couple of years at least. Um, but it's important to look at like where it came from. Uh, Genesis came from, they looked at what thesis was doing and they did something similar, but very, you know, on a higher level than what thesis was doing. And uh, a lot of people got integrated into that system. Uh, like Adam and Mendel pointed out, it's more developer centric. And I, and I think a lot of people end up with Genesis sites because that's what their developer prefers. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you need to be like a higher level developer to uh, work on it? Yeah. But as Mendel pointed out, I don't think that a lot of people who are just trying to get a business site you know, published, I don't think that they really have a preference. And as Adam said, the way that WordPress as a whole is moving and the end goal of Gutenberg is to kind of move toward user-friendly like drag-and-drop thing and it might take a while to get to it. In the meantime, I, I don't think that that a lot of theme shops are going to disappear. I think Genesis is, and Studio Press are going to stay kind of toward the forefront with that. But I don't think that there's been as much innovation in the Genesis framework itself as there has been on the Rainmaker platform in the last couple of years. It's kind of more where their attention went to. Um, and like I said, I, I think it'll stick around. It's, it's a very robust community. And I think there's a lot of people still using it and a lot of people that are still picking it up, you know, even today. But I, I think, you know, a few years down the road, that, that might be a totally different story. So, Thank you. And if there is anyone interest, uh, listening who doesn't, familiar with or isn't familiar with the Rainmaker platform, it is their fully hosted platform. And I do believe it. You, I know they just did a big overhaul of it, so I don't know everything, but I do believe that the themes that they use on that platform are the, the, the Genesis themes or, or child themes, I believe. 
uh, as I said, they really changed the platform this last year, including how they're even selling and marketing it. So I'm a little out of date on that. But thank you for that uh, information there, Jonathan. I think for me, I'm a, I'm a little with you, Mendel, on the on the as the theme or as the builders grow with their themes like for example i am now using i've been using beaver builder for the builder i'm now using the theme that is their theme it's amazing, it's amazing. Yeah. and then now i've got the the beaver themers so i can even do more um, anything so those guys make buy it anyway that sorry that's <laughs> Yeah, promo for those guys. I they've agree. Saved, they've saved me like like literally hundreds of hours. So uh, yeah, anyway, I agree, and and I'm also agree with you, Adam. Just because you can code CSS doesn't mean I always want to do that. I use my customizer. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it, okay. So I'm I'm a Beaver Builder fan, actually. <laughs> Uh, I do fear for Beaver Builder in some regards because other page builders are uh, um, maturing at a different rate. Um, uh, but Mendel was saying something about child themes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to just give another uh, shout out to Astra. They have a plugin. You can actually see it on their website, but they have a plugin called Astra Sites. So you get the plugin, the theme for free. Astra Sites is free, and it's 100% done practical websites that you can just two mouse clicks, and everything's completely set up. Your menu, and it's your page builder of choice, Beaver Builder, or it's uh, Elementor, um, and it's all set up for you. Everything beautifully designed, professionally designed website, very easy to start going in there and making your changes. That's where I think a lot of the growth is. Um, but you also have, um, I'm, what I'm, the reason I'm not talking about Astra just to talk about Astra, I'm talking about Astra because they're giving people what they want. They're making it tailored for people that pair it with a page builder. A perfect example is uh, if you have a website and you want a transparent header, well, if you've tried to do that with a page builder, you have this problem where the page builder content area is pulled up underneath the header and you can't edit things that are in that space. Astra, real simple tweak. When you are editing a page in the page builder, it just kind of zips away your header so that it doesn't get into the way. So it doesn't get in the way of your page builder. It accommodates your page builder. When you... Beaver Builders theme does this. When you want to use a page builder, it automatically knows to go full width and remove the page title. You know, you don't get these things with like Genesis or anything like that. It's just, uh, my, my only thing is just seeing where the market's going in accommodating those new users versus being so resistant and stubborn to what you think the web should be that you're not going to implement those features and then things just pass you by. Yes, and I think though some of those features on Astro start pushing you into the premium, Adam. I, I just built out a site with it, and I ended up having to go to one of the premium ones. And I actually have some questions for you off camera to see um, if some of my tweaks were uh, were assumptions were incorrect. But I, I did run into having to go pro for a couple of things. So just to know, it's a free theme, but if you get in there, you know, it is a freemium model. They do have a pro version, gives you a lot more options. 
Yeah, for a transparent header, but they're actually talking about moving that to the free thing. But okay. like, yeah, that's one of the number one features someone would want. Uh, they're, they're talking about moving that to, to be free as well. Okay, excellent. Thanks for that. Anything else, guys, before we start wrapping up for the day? No? As always, I appreciate having you here on the WP Tonic Roundtable. Let's go around the horn again and just see uh, if you'll let everyone know where they can find you. So we've shifted now. Now when I look down Brady Bunch style, I see Adam. So Adam, tell us where we can find you. Well, you can find me on YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash WPCrafter. And you can also hit me up on my website, WPCrafter.com. I have, I'm uh, going to end the year with 300 quality tutorials on my YouTube channel. They're completely free to watch. As a matter of fact, yesterday I uploaded an hour-long video on how anyone can use custom post types and custom fields to really extend what they're doing with their WordPress website. It's all free. It's using the pods framework, which is pretty awesome. Excellent. Thank you. And I can highly recommend your channel. It's wonderful. Mendel. Yo, 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 yo. Um, hey, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, it's at if you will it on Twitter, um, if you will it.com on uh, the web. Uh, if you would like to see what I'm up to at the wonderful company called GoDaddy. Uh, you can go to godaddy.com slash pro. That's the stuff I work on. And uh, last but not least, uh, completely shameless plug uh, for Camp Press. So we have three events coming up. One is a group camping trip with geeks. Uh, one is a digital detox in Iceland. And the third uh, date to be announced soon is an adult summer camp for geeks, the original Camp Press origin in Oklahoma. Uh, you can go to camp.press to check out all of the details and sign up for your uh, favorite digital detox experience. <laughs> when you when you decide to do camp dot resort, let me know. I don't yeah, camp. Uh, I don't camp. <laughs> uh, the the nice part is uh, half of these camps are um, not in tents; they're in cabins, and the ones in Iceland actually have heat. But uh, all all inclusive uh, now. Every ticket for a camp press is all inclusive, so um, food and lodging and uh, transportation in most cases. So um, check it out, you'll love it. It'll be sweet, um, super fun and geeky and awesome. So Fun, we'll get the links in the show notes for you. Cool. All right, and John. Definitely, you can find me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com, or you can follow me on Facebook as Lockdown Design, on Twitter, on lockdown underscore. Kim, how do we get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at Kim Shivler, and actually, you can find me on the on the web now, just kimshivler.com, and that will take you to all the different little sites and projects that I have going. Thanks, John. And guys, we will see you again uh, this week on Wednesday. Jonathan and I will be interviewing another WordPress expert. And next week, we'll all be back on the roundtable. So make sure you join us then. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.